Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, a place where we focus on the business side of art to help you attract more customers, increase profits, and ultimately live a life of creativity and financial freedom. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and this week's episode is about hiring artists on to help you on a project. And I realize that this might not be aimed at everybody. You know, a lot of artists just want to do canvas art by all by themselves alone in their studio. And I totally get that. But for maybe some muralists specifically who either want to be hired on by other muralists, I think this would be a really good episode for you to listen in on the other side. And for artists who, you know, have maybe been doing it for a while and you decide you need some extra help and you're wanting to hire someone on, but you're not quite sure how to do that, I think this is a good perspective for both sides of things. So let's get started. And I'm going to first just start by explaining my hiring journey. And I, because I think it's going to be very similar to yours. Is <laughs> my first person that I quote hired onto my job site was my now husband. And I think that's similar for a lot of people. Like you go with people you know, either like a family member or you drag your significant other out somewhere to help you project or, you know, just lay in some base coats and just like, I just need a little extra hand to get things done. And they're there. They're the opportunity. <laughs> and, and they might not be as excited as some others. And we'll get into that, how to you know hire excited people to come out with you. But they're there. They're a warm body and they help you get it done a couple hours sooner, right? I used to hire my husband, Ryan, quite a bit. I say hire, like I wouldn't actually pay him. <laughs> and I would drag him out in the heat and do all the, especially on road trips. So anytime I would go paint out of state, I would ask him to come with me because I spent so much time back in the day painting for the outdoor store alone and alone in a hotel room painting and you come home and it's quiet, which is great in a lot of ways. But after a couple of days of being in a hotel room and then painting all day, it gets so old. And so I just have a little like sting from that. So anytime I get, even nowadays, anytime I get traveling jobs, I'm like, Ryan, do you want to go with me? <laughs> like we can carpool or unless I have to fly, then I'll just fly there by myself. But I'm very appreciative when he can come help. But then there was a time a couple years ago now where he said, I don't really want to do this anymore. Use one of your students because I had started the Artist Academy by then. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. Although students are not necessarily free work, we don't quite have the same banter as me and my husband have. They are more appreciative of it. And Ryan is pretty much just done. I think he'll come out and help me. I'll drag him out when I'm projecting at night. And just so I'm not alone in the wilderness. <laughs> and, but other than that, he's really like, eh, I'll help, you know, with the meetups and I'll be there to socialize, but he doesn't really like to help paint. And that's okay. But I remember being in this position where I was like, okay, if he's not going to help me as much anymore, how do I go about asking people to come on the job with me? Luckily, I had a platform and where I helped other artists go full-time through the Artist Academy, and many were local. So I had a bunch of people to choose from and who are very willing to help, and I still do. So I feel really lucky for that. But say you're in a position to where you're, you're needing a little bit extra help and you're like, 
where do I find these people? Like, how can I have someone come and help me for a while and hope, like, will we get along? Like, there's so many, what do I pay them? There's so many questions I'm sure going through your head as they were going through mine. And what I found is if you just put it out there and say that you're needing some help, people will come to you. You can ask friends to tag. I've had people tag their daughters that are 17 years old, as young as, or younger, or I've had just random people. So just putting it out there and saying, hey, I I'm needing a little bit of help on a couple projects this summer and just seeing who bites. And because I think you'll get people who are way more excited and willing to learn that way. And then you just have to decide, what do I pay them? Right. So you say you found these people, you put it out there. You have a couple of people that are raising their hands saying they want to. How do you pay them? And the main factor for that is experience. Do they know how to paint already? I've had artists of all different kinds. I'm talking like ones who the last time they painted was in high school or barely they've painted it at all. And they're just, you know, want to dip their toes into it too. I've had artists that are way more experienced than me. I've hired them come on and everywhere in the middle. So it really just comes down to experience, how much they're going to help, how much space they're going to cover and how quick of a time. And for brand new artists, ones that are very, very new, say they're a high school student. To me, that's very, very new or college student. I will ask them to come on and we might just even do a free trial run. They'll come on. I'll show them a lot of things. I'll make it worth their time. I'll show them what paint I use, how I apply it. I'll show them all the things that they don't know so that when they're coming on, I'm taking a little bit of my time to help them understand what this job entails. And we'll just talk all day and they'll, they'll kind of more decide for themselves if this is something they want to do, if they want to come back and help me. And I've had a couple of people come out. They're like, this is a lot more than I thought it was. Thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> and I've had some people be like, those come out so thirsty. Like, this is what I want to do. That If you ever need help, this is what I want. I'm really ready to hit it hard. And I've taken a lot of people under my wing. I think every year I really pick one person. So the first year, a couple years ago was Samantha. I really took her under my wing. I was like, okay, show you how to paint, give her lots of opportunities, pass her some projects. And now she is flourishing on her own. And then we went to Shannon. And so Shannon came out with me several times and I passed her some projects and now she's doing great on her own and now we have this summer Tiffany Tiffany is working with me because I am larger and pregnant and can't work as much as I would maybe like to but although just just to say though taking a little bit of a break from working 10 hour days in the summer or more is actually great and I don't know that I will ever go back to that because taking life at a slower pace now that I'm expecting a baby I am loving this and even having to hire on a couple people every once in a while I think that's completely fine but I'm painting about five to seven hours a day at the absolute most which is a normal work day or at least a half day. And I'm having so much fun with it. Not overbooking myself, taking the weekends off, sometimes even a three-day weekend. I don't think I'm ever going back to overworking and hustling and doing the thing. And I think I can say that now because I've set everything up prior and I've put in that hard, those hard hours of learning and doing all of that. Now I'm able to step back. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put this out there for somebody who is in the very, very beginning saying, well, Andrew is taking it easy. You know, maybe I can just take it easy and you can, but 
I think slow growth comes from that. And if you really, really want something, I think hustling for the first couple of years, just a little bit, I think that can do magic. So, but just, you know, for the stage that I'm in right now, I'm taking it easy and it is great. So every year, like I was saying, like this year is Tiffany and every year I've kind of focused on one main person to help them. Whereas, so I would maybe work with them maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, a couple times a month, something like that. But I send the majority of my stuff to them to help them get going because I believe in them. And then I'm still working with other people. So Artist Academy members will you know, ask if they can come on. And of course, they'll say yes, and we'll work together. And recently, I figured out a really good balance. I like when I have someone out on the job with me maybe once a week, maybe, maybe twice a week. But any more than that, it's just not my favorite thing. I really like to just go to a job, show up, put in my headphones and just go and be by myself. It's very therapeutic for me. Having nobody else around, I just really, really like it. But I also really like helping out other artists, like I said, and having someone come on to the job site and have me teach them and they're learning something new that also really fills me up. So I have found from hiring all these different artists, and this will likely be very different for you, so don't go with my recommendation on this, but through my experience of having all different levels of different artists on the job with me, I really like the newbies, the brand new people who either they're coming out just for experience and I'm showing them something new for the very first time, or maybe they have a little bit of experience and they know how to, but they're not quite busy yet and they need some help, you know, just doing certain things. Like I'll show them how to paint clouds or waves or whatever, but I'm teaching them because I have a lot of patience for newbies and I remember what that felt like to want the opportunity really bad to show up and not have a freaking clue how to use a giant paintbrush or how how do you do this and make it look good from far away but maybe up close it doesn't look that good and just I remember that confusion and wanting that opportunity so bad and so I am very happy to give it to another person I ran through the idea of hiring someone on with me just having one person. And I've done this in the past. I've like trained them and, you know, got them up and, you know, having one person that I have on call with me all the time. And it's not my favorite thing because I found that my schedule flexes all the time, all the time. I have a customer calling me one week saying, hey, sorry, construction things are happening and we have to push it to the next week and like all the things. So having someone rely on me every single week to come out is not my favorite thing because just having to communicate those schedule changes and you know, being like, sorry, you know, I had to, you know, you set aside the, uh, the entire Tuesday to come out and help me, but now I, you know, I don't use your help. Like I don't, I don't like having to disappoint someone like that and be like, I know I said I was going to use you, but now it, I just can't. Sorry. Back to the pay thing. So newbies, I, like I said, we'll have them come out and maybe help for free on the first day if they are brand new. And then if they want to come out again, I'll figure out some kind of pay scale. And it's typically something like 20 bucks an hour or $100 a day just kind of depends on whatever level they're at. If they have some painting skills and they, you know, they do it 
decently quickly. They're not just like slow as a turtle. I will do maybe $20 an hour, $25 an hour, something like that. I used to start people who are new at $30 an hour. And I've found that that's a bit too high because then soon after they're looking for a raise, maybe a couple months in. And whereas they've gained a little bit of skill, typically I found that they haven't gained enough to get that $40 an hour quite yet. And it's just, I found that if I start them a lot lower and then give them raises as I go, that works out a little bit better rather than saying, okay, we're going to start at $30 an hour, but then I, okay, they're, they're moving really, really slow. And then, and then I get them trained up to $30 an hour. And then by then they're ready to go higher. And it's like, no, it's, and it's really project dependent too. Sometimes I'll have people come out and they help so much that they're expecting a hundred dollars that day. I'll give them 150 because I'm like, thank you so much. You helped so much today. And then on the other hand, sometimes I get people set up and like paint this, you good to go. Okay, great. And then I'll leave and come back. And I found that they have not made very much progress at all because they've gotten stuck. And I didn't realize that it was a part that it got stuck on. And so I'm paying them way more than I should have. So just starting really low and then raising it as needed or depending on what the project comes to, like say you could even give like a bonus at the end of the project if the client loves it or if the client tips me, I will give part of that to my helper. And yeah, it just kind of depends. But if I have an experienced artist come on and I, like I said, I don't really do that very often nowadays. I really like helping people. If somebody's on my job site, I'm hiring them to help get the project done a bit sooner. But if I'm not like helping them in some way and I'm not teaching them something new, I'm like, eh, it just doesn't really light me up. I'm like, okay, thanks for your help. And I know that not everybody's going to be like that, but that's just how I feel. I want someone to get out of the project more than I am getting out of it by help them helping me speed it up. I want them coming away with something that they have learned, that they can use, photos that are helping them get other jobs, something like that. So I started out hiring artists who were the same ability as me because those are just the ones that I knew. I didn't have the Artist Academy yet. And those were fine. But I found that if I hire an artist who is either older than me or they have more experience than me, and I bring them on to my project with a client that I have, it's a lot harder for me to just tell them what to do and have them do it. And I've found that I get a little bit more pushback because they want to they wanna be a part of the creation process. And, you know, they, they don't necessarily want to paint exactly what I say or, you know, they don't, they don't want to show up on the time that I want to show up at. And it's just, I'm like, eh. But however, on the flip side of that, they help out a lot. And like parts where maybe I'm not as experienced with, like painting certain things like trees or whatnot, it turns out a lot better because I have that experienced artist with me. So it ended up working out better in that way. But nowadays, I'm very confident that I can paint just about anything. So I don't need a more experienced artist with me at this moment. So I just don't hire them anymore. And I've gotten into positions to where We've ended up splitting the profit 50-50. Like for some reason, there was a bit of confusion of who the artist was hiring and whatever. So we ended up, I ended up going on a, on a project 50-50. And I don't necessarily like doing that nowadays. I don't do that because nowadays I will just say, hey, how about either you take this one and you refer me to somebody later on, that like a photo op mural or something, or I'll take this one and I'll trade you something for it. I don't like to work 50-50 
because there's just a whole layer of communication that's needed on top of everything else. And I just don't like doing it because, for instance, the, the communication layer is to make sure everybody's in the know, to make sure everybody knows like when the meeting is going to be or when, you know, what the design is or they need to approve. I need to send, you know, the design to my partner that I'm working with 50-50 before we send it to the client or we need to talk about things before the client and then the or the client will tell them something and then, then they don't tell me or because there's some kind of communication issue. And I'm like, no. I don't want that. There's there's no need for it, I don't think. There's no like benefit that comes from that. And then something always gets left out. And then some kind of usually small problem arises. But it's a problem that would have been eliminated if it was just either me working one-on-one with the client so that I get all the information and I can just have somebody help. Or if I'm just showing up on the job to help somebody for some reason, and they've already had the meeting with the client, they know exactly what they want. And then they can just communicate to me really quickly when I get there, exactly the part that I can help on. And I can just do that. There's no need for me to be in the meeting too. There's, I don't want to do that extra communication layer. And so nowadays I will avoid doing 50-50 work unless it's like very much like, I don't know. That, okay, actually there's no one less. I just don't want to do it. So I'll just trade. Like I mentioned then last week's project or last week's episode, trading things that you like or, you know, making communication, communicating beforehand that I don't like that is now something that I have learned to do. Going back just a little bit though, because I realized we're talking about what to pay people and I just completely skipped over what to pay people. And okay, anyway, sorry, pregnancy brain. But it's when you have someone coming onto the project and they have more experience, ask them what they want to be paid. And I don't think it should be a percentage of what you're getting for the project. So say I have a project that's $10,000 and I'm having someone come on for a week. I don't think that they should get 20% of that or 30% of that. I don't think what I'm being paid matters whatsoever. I think it's up to the artist. So whenever I ask an artist to come on or whenever, say you're wanting, you know, more experienced help or you have an artist coming on who is a little bit more experienced than you or as experienced, it doesn't matter. Ask them what they want to be paid because typically they have an hourly rate that they're used to in their own business and they can tell you what that is and that would work. So you could tell them yes or no. Yes, that works with my budget. No, it doesn't. Or and I highly recommend this. Yes, I would love to have, you know hire you on for that rate. However, it's going to be a maximum of 20 hours. So just give what your budget would be. And we need to get this amount done in this time. Can you do it? Because I've had artists come on too, where I'm paying them an hourly rate. And then it goes way over what I thought it was going to. And it's like, oh, you can't back out after that, you know? And it's like, or I've done things before where I've gotten jobs and I've had more experienced artists come with me. And I've been like, okay, I'm going to take 60% of the profit and and you're going to take 40 because I got the client and I'm doing all the communication and all the mock-ups and whatever. And I did all the marketing and you're helping paint. So I get 20% more. And 
that didn't work out a couple of times because they either I'm paying them more than I think they should be paid or they're getting paid less than they think they should be paid because they feel like they helped out more or whatever situation it is. So just give an hourly rate, give your maximum budget and tell them what needs to be done inside of that because that's how it would be on their own project anyway, right? If a client reached out to them, the client would say, how much are you going to charge for this? And they would say this much. And they're like, okay, great. I need this amount done in this amount of time. And they would agree to that as well. So you're basically their client rather than like a partner in this type of a thing. But the more communication up front, the better and put it in writing, even if it's a text message. That way you can screenshot that text message, pull it back up because people forget all the time. Even when I'm I'm texting other artists and they're telling me about a project, I will just skip over the first part of the conversation and then just focus on the last one because they asked me a question. And then I'll be like, okay, great. And then later I'm like, what are we doing with this? And like, I told you, you needed to bring green paint. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? And we go back in their text messages. And yeah, I was supposed to bring the green paint. But <laughs> without that like proof, I would have been like, are you sure? You were, you were told me to do that. It's just silly things like that. Get it in writing. Another tip is before you start the day and when you end the day, if you have someone working with you, say, this is how much I'm wanting to get done today, whether it's a base coat or the sky and the clouds or whatever. This is where I'm hoping to finish by the end of the day. Sometimes let me say, if we finish, we can leave a little early if we're thinking, you know, if we're tired. That way they know like if, you know, if they work really hard, maybe we can get out early. And yeah. So, and then at the end of the day, say again, okay, we didn't quite make it to where we thought, or yes, we did this and more Then the next day is going to be this. That way they can plan. And that's one thing that I am not good at doing because I am very much, like I said, in my own head, I just like to do things on my own. And so that part is, is a big tip that has taken me a while to learn is just communicating what's expected and the timeline that it needs to be done in, even like day by day or before lunch. Hey, let's take lunch as soon as we get this part done. And that way they know when we're eating or whatever. It's just communicating that. I'm I'm just not a fan of just commute. I really like working by myself. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that, but that is one part that will make it so much easier for someone to come on the job with you and make everything flow a bit easier. Another tip that I have found is when I am planning to go on the job for the first day, typically, and I know that I have either an Arts Academy member coming with me or somebody and say I need to be there by 10 a.m., I will tell the Artist Academy student to come at 11 a.m. because just in case I forget something and I'm running like five minutes behind, 10 minutes behind, or I need to go by the store in the morning and I forgot about that, I need to go get paint and whatever. Or if I need to meet with my customer on site, which I often do on the first day, they'll meet me on site. We'll go over what's expected. They'll show me the wall again. You know, we'll go over any changes that they want. That way I don't have a helper there with me to, you know, just like listen in on what's going on. I'm sure it could be beneficial for them in some way, but this way I'm not paying them to be there you know, if it's a paid helper to just listen and listen to me talk to the customer and figure things out because sometimes it can take 
up to 30 minutes or more for the initial meeting. Like this just happened to me actually last week. I was meeting with a customer and as soon as I got there, she completely changed what we were doing. I mean, it was similar, but it was very different. So I was on my iPad sketching, showing her, we were going back and forth together and we were just able to have a really good conversation, just us two. And I really liked that. And so if I would have had a helper there, they would just been kind of standing there like, uh, do I, you know, do, do I chime in? Do I, can I help? Not really. Okay. Do you have to sit in my car? Like <laughs> it's too early to go get lunch. Like, and also when I was meeting with that customer, they changed it so much. And luckily I had told my helper to come an hour later because I wasn't sure how long we were going to need. And they scaled down the project quite a bit to where I actually didn't even need a helper that day. So I quickly just got on message them. Hey, so sorry. I know you're wanting to help me today, but I don't necessarily need it. You can definitely come if you want to, and we could just paint for a few hours, but I don't necessarily need your help today, but let me know what you want to do. And they were like, oh, thank you. Like, I actually have something else to do. I'll go do that, but let me know, you know, the next time you need help. I was like, great. <laughs> that way, you know, they didn't come all the way to the job site with me, figure out that I didn't actually need as much help as I need and then have to go all the way home. So having me planning to get there and get set up and get organized and figure out what needs to be done for the day, that way when the helper comes, they are ready to just go and they're ready for my instructions and my instructions are clear because I've been able to think about it. I've been able to look at the wall and say, okay, sketch out some stuff. Maybe if the helper is blocking in, I can already have something sketched out on the wall and they're good to go. And the paint is right there for them when they get there. I think that part is new and something that I have just recently started to implement and it's really helped my mental peace. And let's just end this with a quick list of the different things that a helper or, you know, if you're hiring someone on to come on the project with you, what they can do is they could help load or unload, help set up. They could help tape the edges. They could help fill in the space. So block in. A lot of the times, one of the main things that I help people do is use a roller. If something needs to be rolled out, so say like, I'm doing an ocean scene and it needs to be all blue. I'll have them do the roller part of it. And that way I can get started on maybe a little bit more detailed part right after they roll. And so they're just filling in the big block stuff. And usually I'll give a helper a certain section and I'll say, work here. Don't look at everything else because it usually it's pretty it's pretty intimidating to a new artist to come onto a mural site and see so much that needs to be done. So I'll really have them focus in. You are responsible for the grass. That is the little spot that you are responsible for today and just learn how to do it. I'll show them a little bit of how to do it. Let them go and let them learn on their own and help them figure it out. A lot of the times, you know, if I look down and they've switched brushes to a smaller brush because that's what they're used to, right? I'll go back and say, okay, this is why you're using this one. Let's try this one. And I'll put a different brush in their hand and I'll show them again how, you know, it needs to be loose and it doesn't need to be that tight. And it just, <laughs> let's, let's work it together. And I let them figure it out on their own. And so in perspective, if you're someone who comes on the job site with a more experienced artist and you're the one who's learning, it's okay. It's okay if you don't know. 
And it's okay to work through it for a little bit. Try it on your own. But if you need help, just ask me or ask whoever you're with and say, can you show me that again really quick? And we will be more than happy to. You know, that's one thing that I've noticed that if an artist is stuck, they'll just kind of like get all frustrated and like, oh, like, and it's like, no, no, like just figure it out. It's okay because we've all been there. We've all been there when you're trying to make something work or you're trying to blend and it's not working and you're just so frustrated. I swear having a good paint day affects the rest of your day. I just yesterday or the day before, I don't know. I don't know what today is. I finished a really good painting of a bird and I was so excited to have finished it on time or a little bit early. And it looked so great that the rest of the day I was like, hi, what's everybody doing? Like I was so, I was so happy. But on those paint days where you're a little exhausted or you're trying to figure something out, it's just not working. It affects the rest of your day. So use help. So you lean on me, if, lean on whoever's there, because that's why I like having newbies out. You know, I like to give them this opportunity, have them struggle a bit, work through it on their own, but then also have me there as a safety net to where, you know, if they really can't get it, I'll just come in, fix it really quick, and then they can see how I did that, and then they, we can all move forward. Okay, this was a lot packed into one episode. And believe it or not, there's so many other things that I could go over. And there's so many instances that happen and just random stuff or little like little ways to teach people and how, how to prepare, like how to just all the things. And which is why I've made a full course about hiring inside of the master's program. So we have the Artist Academy Advance that we've had for a very long time. It's where I teach artists who are at the very beginning to build their art careers. And let's take you from nothing and barely having, or maybe not even having a website yet or anything. And we'll build up your social media and we'll get you out and going full time. And then I just had this little knock at my door at my head <laughs> and people were like I need more help I need this like well, what do you do in this instance and I'm like I think we need to do some upper level training so I started the master's program just at the beginning of this year for more advanced artists who are wanting to do things like NFTs and wanting to hire and we're about to do an ads program in there to how to run ads in your business and just all of that stuff and I've interviewed artists like Rich Marks and Murals by Whitney down in Houston and if you don't know who they are these guys are a big time they've been doing it for I want to say Rich has been doing it for over 10 years and I think Whitney is like right at that 10-year mark so very experienced artists, many who have been hiring for years, whether they're hiring regularly or just as needed, they have so much more experience than I do even. And so I have them come in and we have a full conversation. There's a full hour long conversation with people like Rich and Whitney and others that just to describe how they hire, where they've found them, the practices that they've put into that have saved them time and money and everybody does it differently. So I think it's really important for you to hear not just my perspective on hiring, but somebody else's who's been doing it for longer and does it differently. And because you might resonate with that one a bit better. So this is all inside of the master's program. If you would like to go there, go to artistacademy.co. That is artistacademy.co. You can apply and you can choose between the advanced program or the master's program and come in and learn more so we can make this year the highest income earning year 
yet through art. We can live a life of creativity and financial freedom. (laughs) That's the goal of this. All right, that's it for me. I hope this has helped you either if you're the one hiring or if you're being hired, you know, it just gives you a little bit of perspective. So the next time you go on a job site, you're at least a little bit more prepared for one or both of those positions. But all right, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, great rest of your day, and I'll see you next week.